0: Come on, let's give Jesus a big hand clap. Can we give Jesus, come on? Awesome. Thank you so much. was it? the worship team and the worship band, can we give them? uh, They're doing a great job. Can we just thank you for their ministry? You may be seated. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know who, who, who never gets any kind of credit is the people who run the sound. The only time you hear about the sound people is when the sound is horrible. Isn't that right? Like, I'm like, well, something's wrong with the sound. Give me more monitor. Give me more monitor, please. Or this isn't good. In, in fact, give me just a little bit more monitor, please. I just, I'm throwing it there. But, but can we give those that are working, come on in the back a big, come on the PowerPoint, the pro presenter. Come on, the people are running the cameras. How about the people that are taking care of our children and raising them up? Can we do that? Just give them a big hand clap. So awesome. All right, grab your Bibles. We're going to go to 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 7. Second Kings chapter 7. You know, great churches just don't happen. I'm grateful for the pastor. Come on, Pastor Jared and the team. And Pastor Jared, come on, can we give him a big hand clap? We are just honor our pastors. Thank you. He preached a great message on uh, Friday night on discouragement, really overcoming discouragement. He was very transparent and real. I'm grateful for a friend who uh, is uh, able to share how uh, he's overcoming and what God has done in his life. and. Just grateful that we're able to be a part of ministry together. I've known your pastor for many years, and it's exciting to see what God is doing. If you are a guest, please do not judge higher vision based on the message today. Come back next week. Come on and hear the real deal, okay? Come back next week, okay? I'm the guy they bring in to yell at you. All right? And then you're going to get somebody who's very astute and He's passionate, and he's, he's he's one of America's greatest preachers, teachers. Come on, Pastor Jared, isn't he? Isn't he great? Uh, I pastor a church called uh, the Church LV for Las Vegas in Las Vegas, Nevada. And my wife is preaching right now. We have an 830-10, 1145, so she's probably getting up to preach uh, probably about, uh, oh, I think about right now. And, um, and so uh, the Perez's are going to be bringing it. Come on in, Valencia, and and uh, Henderson, Nevada. I am married to a beautiful wife, obviously, Wendy Perez. I have three coconuts at home. Uh, Coconuts are brown on the outside, white on the inside. My wife is Caucasian. I'm Hispanic, so that's why we get the coconuts. Amen. And so um, uh, I'm cool. You guys can start my countdown clock if you want, so start counting down to 35 minutes. That would be great. If you can do that, I'll keep preaching all the way until 1140 and just let the other group come in, so... The 830 was the eight, eight, the 8, what was it, 8, what is it, 850 was the smartest group, they were the smarter, you're the second smartest, why, because I have to end, because we have a third service coming, first one is smartest, you are smarter, and the third one is, they don't know when they're going to get out, just tell you that right now, Second Kings chapter 7, let's go, but Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow about this time, say A fine flower shall be sold for a shekel, And two says of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Then the captain, Whose hand the king leaned, Said to the man of God, If the Lord himself would make windows in heaven, Could this thing be? But he said, You shall see it with your own eyes, But you shall not eat of it verse 3. Now there were four men who were lepers at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? If we say, let us enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we shall die also. So now come, let us go over to the camp of the Syrians. If they spare our lives, we shall live. And if they kill us, oh well, we shall but die. So they arose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. But when they came to the edge of the camp of the Syrians, behold, there was no one there. For the Lord had made the army of the Syrians hear the sound of chariots and horses and the sound of great armies. So they said to one another, Behold, the king of Israel has hired against us, the king of Hittites and the king of Egypt to come against us. So they fled away in the twilight and abandoned their tents, their horses, their donkeys, leaving the camp as it was and fled for their lives. And when the lepers came to the edge of the Las Vegas Strip, they went into the Bellagio. Come on, ate at the buffet and drank all that he wanted and carried off all the Chanel and Louis Vuitton that was there. Amen. Come on, ladies. Help the preacher preach right now. Amen. Then he came back and entered. come on, Vidara. And carried off all the other stuff from all the boutiques. And they said to one another, we are not doing right. This is a day of good news. If we are silent and wait until the morning light, punishment will overtake us. Now, therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they went and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them, we came to the camp of the Syrians. And behold, there was no one to be seen or heard. Nothing but the horses tied and the donkeys tied and the tents tied. Now, go down to verse 16. So the king sends out some people to go check it out. If the story is true, they came back. Verse 16, then the people went out and plunder the camp of the Syrians so say a fine sold for a shekel two days of barley for a shekel according to the word of the Lord now the king got pointed uh, now the king had appointed the captain whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate and the people trampled on the gate so he did so he died as the man of God had said when the king came down to him for when the man of God had said to the king two days of bar- barley shall be sold for a shekel and he say a fine flower for a shekel about this time tomorrow on the gate of Samaria the captain had answered the man of God if the Lord himself should uh, make windows in heaven, could such a thing be? And he said to him, you shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Verse 20, and so it happened to him, for the people trampled him in the gate, and he died. Bad day for that guy. Lord, thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody said amen. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate it. Uh, I want you to write down the title of the message. Come on, let's write down the title of the message right now. I think you should write things down because paper never forgets. Some of you uh, are uh, younger uh, than me, and so you actually have your iPhone. If you have a Samsung 7, please turn it off right now. Turn it off. Set it on the lap of the person you don't like. And watch a miracle take place as it catches fire. Moses had a burning Bush. Come on, we have Samsung 7s, Galaxy 7s. Amen. Uh, but write down, write down... <laughs> I don't know how my mind works. Write down, right now, the title of the message is uh, Start Walking, Start Walking, Start Walking. Write that down, Start Walking, Start Walking. As you're writing down that, that, that title of the message and you're getting your notes ready, uh, let me just introduce myself again. I'm at Benny Perez. So right now, I want you to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. And if I say something that you like, just make sure you come on and throw it up there. Hashtag Higher Vision Church, Okay. Uh, so, so I'm on Twitter, Facebook, uh, all social media. I'm there and, uh, love for you to comment. Even if it's a negative comment, listen, any publicity is good publicity. I don't even care. You can even put "Ad Benny Perez, horrible preacher, but he's kind of funny. Fantastic. Throw it out there. It doesn't matter to me. Okay. So, so you write down the title of the message is start walking, start walking, start walking. As you write that down, of course, I'm at Benny Perez. I want to ask you a question. Has anybody ever gotten advice from somebody? Can I see your hand? Anybody gotten advice from somebody? Okay, but half the crowd is raising their hand. Thus, the other half is not doing good in their life because they never get any advice. Uh, how many have ever gotten good advice? Good advice? Can I see good advice? Okay, good advice. Fantastic. How many have ever gotten bad advice? Come on, be honest. I should say, who, who's ever given bad advice? You, all you people are like, well, yeah, I have. Okay, have you ever gotten bad advice or good advice, come on, from the same person? I'm not talking about your wife or husband. I'm just talking about the same person, right? The fact of the matter is, before you take anybody's advice, come on, you have to consider the source. For instance, I am not going to take advice from you on how to get in shape when you have a (laughs) one-pack or a tire. I'm not going to take advice from you on financial responsibility when you're broke, busted, and disgusted. Can I hear an amen to that? I mean, it's crazy how we take advice from people, and then we don't even consider the source. If, if you're going to tell me how to get in shape, I want you to be like my friend Kibo. Kibo is a five-time Pan-American jiu-jitsu champion. At the age of 46, he has little body fat, totally ripped. He's amazing. He is a walking lethal weapon. And so I listen to Kibo when it comes to getting in shape, except I haven't really listened and actually done anything. I've just listened to him. I, I, I listen to uh, my friend Bobby Flay when it comes to uh, cooking and, and, and meal preparation. I'll I, I, I listen to my friend, I'll listen to my friend, come on, Joe Lowstein, about how to be positive and how to smile a lot and tell funny jokes and blink your eyes a lot. Okay, I mean, I I listen to a lot of my friends only if I consider the source and they are actually, come on now, an expert in that field and they're actually helping me listen. The worst thing you can do as a young married couple is listen to other young married couples. You're struggling with your marriage. You've only been married two years, and you find somebody who's been married three years. Don't listen to them. Find somebody who's been married forty years, forty-five years, thirty-five years. You need to consider the source. Uh, it just—it frustrates me to no end that we're in a political environment, and you're listening to two people. You need to consider the source. I'm not here to espouse a donkey or an elephant. I am here to talk about the lamb. Come on somebody, the lamb of God. <laughs> Consider the source. We find ourselves in the book of uh, 2 Kings chapter 7 and it's it's a story about an incredible famine that's taking place in the land. And this famine is so severe that literally now people are starting to eat crazy things. In 2 Samuel chapter 2 Kings chapter 7, we got to back up to chapter 5 and 6 because the famine is so bad that literally people are eating donkey's heads and dove's dung. Now, I grew up Hispanic, and so if you're Hispanic, you understand what I'm about to say. Hispanics actually eat cabeza. You don't even know what I'm talking about. I won't go there for the sake of making people nauseous right now. But can you imagine being so desperate that you are now eating donkey's head, paying like thousands of dollars for donkey's head, and spending hundreds of dollars for dove's dung? It gets so bad. Now, oh, well, let me just back up. Uh, I, I often think, uh, how do you cook dove's dung? In case you don't know what dung is, it's dove poo-poo. If I was in Vegas, I'd use another word, but I'm not. I'm in Valencia, so we'll just leave it at that. It's dove. I like cooking shows only because I'm married. You want to have a good marriage? Watch fashion shows? Come on and cooking shows. Amen. And in turn, my wife watches UFC. Come on with me. Amen. Amen. I joked with her. I said, I, don't, on, I know the only reason watching UFC, because you have these guys with literally itty bitty shorts that are all ripped. She goes, quit saying that, but it's true. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And, and so, so I watch a show, when they have the mystery ingredient. The mystery ingredient is coming down. It's usually, it's like pork belly or, or oysters or cow tongue. Can you imagine? And, and, and the mystery ingredient is doves' dung. Now, How do you cook doves? Do you boil it? Do you bake it? Well, I'm Hispanic. I will bake that dove's dung, pull it out of the oven, put some Tabasco and chili on it, wrap it up in a tortilla, and I'll eat it with some bacon. Come on, somebody. Because <laughs> anything tastes good with bacon. Can I hear an amen to that? I mean, so you're eating, watch me now, you're eating, you're eating donkey's head and doves don't, but it gets so bad in this famine that now two women say, I have a son, you have a son. Let's boil my son today and eat my son. This is in the Bible. And the next day we're gonna boil your son and eat your son. And the Bible says that they boil the first son and eat it. And then the other woman hides her son. And the, the woman goes to the king and says, Listen, we ate our my son yesterday, but 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 she's hit her son, and the king now loses it. He has a nervous breakdown. He, he tears his clothes, and he's actually walking around the city losing his mind, and he begins to blame God and begin to blame the prophet, and that's why we pick it up in chapter 7. Now, it's got to be really bad if you're eating, watch me now, donkey's head, dove's dung, and eating your own children because of a famine. Can I tell you, America is in a famine today. Not a famine of food, not a famine, Lord, they had in the Bible here in Israel. But we have a famine that was prophesied by the prophet Amos that said, there's coming a day when there's going to be a famine of the Word of God. In other words, we now have a famine of truth. And truth is no longer truth. Truth is relative. So whatever you want to be, or however you want to think, however you want to act, I'm talking about the church. That's the way it has become. And when we have a famine of the Word of God, what do we do? We eat donkey's head and dove's dung. donkey's head is nothing more than the philosophies of men It's the reasoning of the world, and we just think like, act like, take in culture, and that is donkey's head. But what's even worse is we're settling for dove's dung. Dove is a type and shadow of the Holy Spirit, and what we settle for, watch me, is dove's dung, where the Holy Spirit has been, not where the Holy Spirit is. So, so, so if you've been in church a long time like I have, we keep talking about, oh, remember Chuck Smith and the Jesus movement? That was awesome. Remember the charismatic movement? That was awesome. Remember Azusa Street? That was awesome. Remember, and it's always what God did, 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 did. I have a question. What is God doing, 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 doing? You could either live in history or begin to walk into destiny. I'm tired of reading about history. Come on, higher vision. I'm tired about reading it. I want to write history. I want to see a revival, continue to break out, come on, at higher vision, that there's no more room, even with the new, new capacity, there'll be no room. I say, I hear a day, and I see a day that is coming, that there's going to be a lineup off of the freeway to come into this church, because God's glory is going to continue to feel higher vision. Come on, clap your hands like you got some energy. Come on, clap your hands. Come on, clap your hands. Well, we settle, we settle, we settle for what God has done. We settle for what God, what, well, that's what God did, that's what God did. My friends, I'm tired about hearing about miracles, reading about miracles. Thank God what he's doing at Bethel Redding. Thank God what he's doing in Las Vegas, Nevada. Thank God what he's doing in Birmingham, Alabama. But let the world know, everybody around the world, that God is moving in Valencia, California. And listen to me, I know we're known right now for Magic Mountain. I know Magic Mountain is a magical place, but I'm telling you, God is stirring a move of His Spirit here at Higher Vision. I don't know who I'm talking to, but all over the world, get ready to jump on airplanes, get ready all of Southern California to come to a church that is going to host the presence of God. And we are seeing signs, wonders, miracles, salvations, marriages coming back together. We believe that God is still moving by His Holy Spirit. It. Ah, I love this because it's so awesome, man, that these people said, "Oh, watch me now, just for dove's dung and donkey's head. but what do you, but, we're not eating our kids, we're not eating our kids. but when watch when there's a famine of the word of God, we look at the unborn life in, in the womb of women, and we say we're going to dispose of them. I don't want to get political. I'm going to get biblical. The Bible said this, that you were knit together in your mother's womb. God knits you. God knits you. I think every baby is precious. When there's a famine of the Word of God, we're into philosophy and reasoning and all of a sudden we elevate Lady Gaga to the place of, hey, we think she knows what she's talking about. Don't be mad at me. A few years ago, she came walking into some music awards in an A. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you cannot listen to Benny Perez apart from the Word of God. If I start coming up here espousing something that's contrary to the Word of God, you better run up, take this mic, and you should escort me out of this building. Because at the end of the day, my friends, we cannot, watch me now, go with the reasonings and philosophies of men. Thus Paul says, Paul says, my preaching came to you not with persuasive words of men, but in power and demonstration of God, so that your faith may rest in the power of God, not in the philosophies of men." So it's so bad that now we go to chapter 7, and the Bible says that now we have the prophet Elisha, and he comes into the the throne room, and there is the king, and the king is leaning on an advisor who's sitting on his right hand, but Elisha doesn't have Robin. Batman doesn't have Robin. Robin was Gehazi, and Gehazi, his assistant, Elisha's assistant, is not there anymore. Why? Because a previous chapter, he bit into greed, and now he stole some money that wasn't his is. And now he's got leprosy and his whole family's got leprosy. And so Elisha is standing before the king by himself. And now he gives a message to the king, a great message. He said, by this time tomorrow, God is going to deliver such a great miracle. that what you're paying hundreds of dollars for is going to be pennies on the dollar. That Elisha comes and says, God is going to do a miraculous turnaround. God is going to move quickly in this situation. I cannot figure out God's timing. But I do know this when he moves. Many times he moves quickly. We must ask ourselves, ask ourselves the question, who am I listening to and what am I, am I listening to? It's important for us to think about this. Why be concerned with what and who I'm listening to, because your faith will grow based upon what you choose to believe. Remember, it's not what you hear, but what you believe. Listen to me. The Word of God, the Scripture, the Bible right here, wherever you're watching around the world, the Word of God is true whether you believe it or not. It's true whether you believe it or not. People used to say, well, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. That is so unscriptural. God said it, that settles it. Why do we always stick ourselves in the equation as if I'm the tipping point? If Benny Perez believes it, that settles it. No, I'm here today, gone tomorrow, but God's word will last for all eternity. So if God's Word, listen, if you're agnostic, welcome. If you're atheist watching online, welcome. You don't have to believe to belong. You could belong, and if you hang out with us long enough, I just believe that you're going to begin to believe. So if the Word of God, listen to me, does not become true when I believe it, what does it become? Are you ready? It becomes transformational. You didn't even catch it. There's a difference between being true and transformational. When I begin to believe the word of God, I begin to see my life, come on, transformed. The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, come on, by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. It's time that we believe the word of God, not to make it true, come on, to make it transformational. So what happens is, is that the prophet comes and says, listen to me, king. This is what's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. And the king doesn't say anything. He doesn't say a word. However, the advisor whom he was leaning on, he looks at Elisha and he says, you know what, Elisha? Elisha, I want to tell you something. Even if God opened up the windows of heaven and poured out this this blessing, this could never take place. Be careful who you are trusting in. And leaning on in difficult times. The king didn't speak for himself. Watch, the advisor spoke for him. Listen, I don't need anybody speaking for Benny Perez, I'll speak for myself. Listen, I'm I'm here to tell you, too many of us are being quiet and allowing somebody else to speak for us. The Bible says this way, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Come on, lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. The king was leaning on an advisor, and here's what the advisor basically is saying, Elisha, you could say prophetically what God is going to do. But you know, Elisha, I'm just going to tell you, I call it like I see it. I call it like I see it. That's what America's filled with, with people in the church. I call it like I see it. Well, maybe I don't want you to call it like you see it. Because watch me now, anybody could call what they see. But only followers of Jesus can call those things that be not as though they are. See, I don't want to live in the realm that I have to see everything before I believe it's going to come to pass. Listen, I want to survey God that if God says it, come on, God can do it, and I'm just going to trust him. But no, this advisor says, Elisha, what you're saying is not as important as what I see. And I'm here to tell you God's word is more important, and you need to declare what God says above what you see. You need to be, declare God's word over your situation. I know what the doctor said. I know what the bank said. I know what everybody else said. But my question to you is, what did God say? What did God say? And so Elisha, he doesn't get bent out of shape. He doesn't say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. All he says, you know what, bro? You're going to see the miracle, but you won't partake of the miracle. How terrible it is. To see God moving and not partake of what He's doing. And the Bible says that all of a sudden now the scene shifts. Watch from the throne room with the king. The advisor, he's leaning on. That Now the advisor speaks for the king, calls it as I see it. He now begins to try to abort the prophetic word that was given by the prophet to the king in the kingdom. And all of a sudden now, Elisha says, you can't stop what God's about to do. You can't stop it, but you're going to miss it. You're going to see it, but not partake of it. And it is so abrupt in the scripture. The very next verse, we read it, and it says, and there were four lepers at the gate. I'm like, what? I mean, I know there's screenwriters here, people that work in Hollywood here, maybe people that write novels. That is not the way to do a transition. You would flunk English lit class. Come on. You're you're painting the picture of all this, and then, bam, and there were four lepers at the gate. Like, what's up with that, man? Like, really? It is so abrupt. It's a terrible movie script. Everything about it is wrong, except it has God in the middle of it. So watch me. It goes from the highest place, oh man, it it goes from the highest place of influence, the highest place of government, dealing with the most powerful people, and the story shifts to the lowest of the low, to the poorest of the poor. It's a prophetic picture that when God speaks, it will touch the highest of the high, the most influential people, come on, in San Fernando Valley, and the lowest of the low. God is not a respecter of any person's. I love this because the story is very intriguing to me. The story is so intriguing to me because all of a sudden now it says there were four lepers and they are now sitting by the gate. They are now lepers. They are outcasts. They are cursed by God and they are sitting there waiting to die. Do you know someone who has, who is a leper? I don't know anybody who's a leper. Let me rephrase that. Do you know someone who has a leper mentality that life is slowly getting worse and not better? And I already know what going to happen. So why have any hope? I already know what's going to happen. Why trust God? I already know that my life is over. I already know I'm depressed. I know I'm discouraged. I don't want to get up. I don't want to do anything. I'm going to tell you right now, you could be filled with a leper mentality, but guess what? God has bought a prophet today to tell you there's a 24-hour turnaround coming to your life. There's a shift. There's a change. I feel something. There's a movement. There is something that God is about to do. And notice what takes place. That these men, these men, there's four of them. There's four of these men. Now it's it's interesting to note that Gehazi got declared to get leprosy and he had three sons. When I was studying this text. Rabbis, some rabbis actually teach that the four men at the gate, these four lepers, are none other than Gehazi and his three sons. Gehazi should have been in the throne room with Elisha influencing the king of the nation. But because he made a bad decision, because he made a bad move, he's now outside of the city. He's a leper at the gate. But I got good news for you. That God will never abandon you. God will never forget you, even if you make a tragic mistake in your life. Such good news. Because what happens is, is that now these four lepers, this is before social media, they did not know what went on in the throne room. They didn't log on to Facebook and see Elisha's Facebook. They didn't didn't log on, come on, to live broadcast on Facebook. Ooh, look at this. Elisha is in the throne room. Look at him talking to the king. Woo, there's a 24-hour miracle coming. Okay, guys. Okay, sons. There's a 24-hour miracle. God hasn't forgotten about us. Hallelujah. It's going to be awesome. They did not know what was declared in the throne room. They did not know there was a 24-hour turnaround. They did not know any of that. Let me retranslate this for you. They did not know that heaven itself, was planning something awesome behind their back. What is God planning behind your back right now? What is God planning that you don't even know he's going to do right now? What is God planning for your daughter and for your son? What is God planning? And you're in discouragement and you're depressed because you don't see nothing. You don't feel nothing. At one time, maybe you were at the highest height. Now you're at the lowest low. I'm here to tell you, I feel God speaking as if he's shouting through me to tell you that he is planning something awesome behind your back. Heaven, heaven is moving behind your back. Heaven has got something orchestrating. Come on, somebody, behind your back. That God is planning something so amazing, so awesome. But my friends, before the circumstances change, because that's what we want. We want to see the circumstance change. Then we'll get up and start walking. But notice what happened with these lepers. They made a decision to do something differently. Watch, 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 watch. I know, whisper, 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 whisper. Why? I don't know. No, 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 no. (laughs) Every life change does not begin with a circumstance change, but with a decision change. You've got to make a decision in your mind. Let me retranslate that. Right thinking leads to right living. If I wait for my circumstances to change, I will never change. I make a decision regardless of how I feel, regardless of what I see, regardless of what's going on. I just like pivoting regardless of anything that is going on. Come on, I could start. You don't want to even see me in the 80s move. Watch. I'm going I'm I'm to speak this. There's somebody here. You keep on rehearsing and nursing and cursing the same situation over and over again. Well, if he wouldn't have left me, well, if, 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 if my wife wouldn't have walked out on me, that was 10 years ago, man. She's already broken up and messed up three other marriages. Okay, nobody liked that one. Let's keep going this over here. Well, how come my dad walked out on me when I was young? I mean, dude, that was 35 years ago. Like, for real? I'm not here to downpain your pain. Your your pain. I'm here to tell you when are you going to make a decision. You got to make a decision. I don't feel like making a decision. I know. That's why God brought me to tell you. Let's be honest. How many have ever felt like getting in shape and exercising? No liar. No, no, this is what motivates you when the doctor comes to you and says, if you keep eating this way and if you don't exercise, you're going to die of a heart attack. It wasn't like you woke up one day, hey, I'm going to eat better and get in shape. You had a choice, I'm going to either die or I'm going to live. And something in you says, I want to live for my grandkids, I want to live for my wife, I want to live for my kids, I want to live. And listen to me, you, and I, this is coming so strong, I wish you could actually hear. Because listen, it's not a monologue, it's a dialogue. God is speaking to me. I'm an iPod, old school, come on with the rotisserie. I'm the old school iPod, and he's downloading on me right now. And I know it sounds, it sounds weird, bipolar, ADD, but God is speaking to me as I'm speaking to you. We're having this conversation. It's pretty amazing. I feel like a woman. Come on, ladies, give me a big amen, ladies. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, t- you know, you got your girlfriend, and women, you're so amazing because you can talk to this person and yet stop and actually answer the question in the other conversation. Come on, women, got to help me out right now. I'm clicking into my female side. I just started walking with my high heels on right now. That's why I wear skinny jeans to show off these womanly legs. You should laugh. It's funny. I'm not bored. If you're bored right now, it's not because I'm a boring preacher. You're a boring person. You're bored. You're bored at home. You're bored at school. You're bored with your friends. You're bored in your marriage. You are a boring person. But I got good news for you. Jesus even loves boring people. Ah, you better clap right now because I'm going to come after you. I'm honorary right now. <laughs> they say this and we're closing. If we stay here, Odele! Okay, Keys I just became Mexican. Only we're gonna die. We're gonna die. You gotta do it like that. We gotta die. Tell me that, that racially doesn't do that for you. Guys, I talked to my CFO and had a board meeting looks like we're coming to the end because our profit and loss margins are horrible so that doesn't make it for some of you okay? I go back to the Hispanic Oh we're going to die man if we stay here we're going to die if we go back into the city we're going to die if we go against the enemy hey they may say come on in and we may live, but if not, we're gonna die. In other words, they just kind of went through the progression, right? I could stay depressed, discouraged, down, and out. You can walk out of this building depressed the same way. Why? Well, I'm not going I'm gonna come out of depression when my life changes, then you will never come out of it because the enemy has duped you listen to me because i I, and i got a whole message on this but i just dropped this for you is that listen we think perfect god thinks right the perfection thing is killing people well when i get the perfect spouse and i got the perfect this and the perfect house and the perfect job and the perfect neighborhood then i'll be happy the problem is is that there is not a perfect spouse he's taken There's not a perfect wife. Come on, she's taken. No, but here's what you're, God, listen, the devil wants you to chase perfection, and God wants you to realize perfection chased you. So they said, Let's get up. And they stood up, they started walking. as they walked God moved we want God to move and then we walk that's not biblical the Bible says we walk by faith not by the opposite of faith is not fear, quit preaching that that's not biblical it says perfect love casts out fear the opposite of fear is is love the opposite of love is fear. And why do we say faith and fear? Fear is a fruit, it's not the root. When I walk by sight, what I see begins to influence me, and what I see causes fear. Sight is the root, fear and anxiety is the fruit. So watch me. They're walking, they're walking. And this is so powerful. This is so powerful. I got to continue tonight. If you miss tonight, you're gonna miss tonight. There's nothing good on TV. Oh, so, oh sorry, The Walking Dead is, is again on TV tonight. So somebody tape it for me because I want to come down to your house. And afterwards, we're gonna we're gonna. I can't believe it watches The Walking Dead. I, I know God needs to deliver me, but it's awesome. And so so there's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> I know I'm crazy. There's nothing is good. You know why God God invented a DVR so you can come to church on Sunday night. That's why he invented a a DVR. A DVR. There's football on tonight. Your team's going to lose if you don't come to church tonight. I prophesy that in the name of Jesus. You're going to lose. You know what we do? Here's what we do. Here's what we do. You're nothing more than a leper. You're going to sit at home. Well, I wish my life would change. Potato chip. Potato chip. Potato chip. Dr. Pepper. Come on, somebody. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Get delivered from Coke. God drinks Dr. Pepper. There's Dr. Pepper. As they walked, as they walked, God began to move for the Lord God caused the sound of a mighty army to be heard in the ears of the enemy the lepers heard nothing The lepers felt nothing. They just got tired of their life being the way it was. And if I'm going to die, I'm going to die with dignity. I'm going to die standing up. I'm going to die walking. I'm going to die walking towards my enemy. Because what you fear is not really going to be there when you show up. As they begin to walk. God cause Watch me. As we walk, come on, somebody, God moves. As we walk, come on, God moves. As we walk, God moves. And the enemy heard the sound of the mighty Hittites and Egyptians and said, that army is stronger than us. Can I tell you, at the well, especially tonight, what's going to happen is we're going to begin to walk. And what do you mean by that? We're going to praise by faith, give by faith, forgive by faith. Why? Because the enemy hears. When you begin to move by faith, it reverberates in his ears Oh, my goodness. Oh, no, he wouldn't say, oh, my God. He's against the devil. Oh, my devil, he'd be telling himself. Oh, my devil, they're trusting in God. They've gotten up. They're starting to walk. What is happening? God's going to move on their behalf. And something begin to shift. Because as they walk by faith, God scattered the enemy and they walked into abundance. It just by God's grace come on somebody you just got to start walking come on that's not that hard to do you just got to get up I don't know I'm talking to you but you got to get up and you need to start walking you need to start believing you need to start now I'm going to stop right now because it's the craziest thing one two third row the young lady blonde hair in the gray uh, shirt right there sweatshirt I don't even this is just crazy I don't even know you I don't know if that's your mama sitting next to you is that your mama sitting there I don't even know is that your friend sitting next to you okay I don't even know but I'm telling you uh, this is just the craziest thing but God, God is just saying just stop the whole worship service I oh God I'm already past time why didn't you tell me like seven minutes ago when I had excess <laughs> I don't know you young lady but it's time for you to start walking towards God in, in, in a way that maybe you've never experienced before God's calling you God's touching you. I know what I'm talking about. Just stand to your feet, right? Just stand to your feet. I oh, I can't believe he's telling me to do that. I did. You're a leader. You're an influencer. God has got you. God has you. And you, since you were a little girl, God says, I know the plans and purpose I have for you. Just put your hands over your heart. the the young lady just put your hands over here just close your eyes just close your eyes put both hands over your heart young lady Jesus thank you for this young lady thank you for her life Lord I do a simple prayer I pray right now that the presence of God would just envelop her literally all over her body she would sense supernatural power coursing through her body Lord do it in about three seconds Lord I pray right now ready one two three boom right through you Boom, Light through you. Boom, right through you like a wave. Boom, again, God's love. Boom, breaking everything. Boom, being filled with God's presence. Here he comes again. Ready, one, two, three. Whew, boom, just hit you. Boom, just hit you again. Mama, take your hands off her. Boom, just to hit you again right now in Jesus' name boom, like, Lord, let her Lord, electrify her, God, that she knows that you are God, that you know, Lord God, that she, you're for her, not against her right now in the name of, I speak to your mind I speak to your emotions, I speak to every part of your being, that you are called, you're anointed you are loved, you are special, and you are dedicated to God, in the nombre de Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I need that pastor come up now we got, it. we got another service coming up. We just missed probably in about five minutes. What's your name? Sarah? Sierra. Sierra. What's going on with you, Sierra? You sense that? You ever feel like God like that before? Like that, that, huh? No, of course not. Why would God stop the whole service? Why would God speak to a good-looking preacher <laughs> okay okay i'm not that good looking but i'm a preacher listen to me look at look at look at look at look, look, look and your little, and your friend there your friend right there your friend right there you need to come back tonight bring about five of your friends that don't normally come to church why are we going to go to church because because it, it's better than chris angel at the strip i mean he's he he levitates tell him i levitate and they will come out Close your eyes, everybody.